RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Wait a minute. All right. There's the button. Hey, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. And this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. And we need it, don't we? Uh, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of being of constantly being right but yet being treated like you have to walk on eggshells with republicans because they might get offended because <laughs> they don't like it they 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 i don't know i what 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 a different country we'd be living in if we only had i guess you know what it is now that i'm saying this i'm thinking it's probably because we are so decent and nice and we're always trying to help people and be fair but i'm over it i'm over being fair with fascists i don't know about you but i think we're we're standing on it's the edge of a cliff and all this republic needs to fall over is a push this impeachment trial the second impeachment of the of the dictator wannabe who would be a dictator if uh, a couple more pieces had fallen into place there were it wasn't completely there were the republican there are there were a few republicans who people who identify themselves as republican who weren't going along with the with the scam stop the steal that for indeed we have to stop the steal we stopped the steal oh well, because some people still i suppose believe in in democracy republic i don't know peaceful transfer of power but we let's not get you know what today okay let me just explain this whole show before i get into it this is unapologetic liberal talk thank you for hanging out we meet here at the Tarabuster Facebook and YouTube channels. And already, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Excuse me. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And keep coming back. It works if you work. It's a work if you're worth it. I want to say right off the bat, this Saturday, yet again, the show will be at 8 o'clock. In the vicinity of 8 o'clock. <laughs> Last time it was 8 eight thirty it might be around eight thirty again because of my schedule if we want to have a daily show at a set time we need more patrons that's just the way it is so i have a schedule conflict again this might come up more often um and um that's i i appreciate you all being flexible it's great when i start the show to see the chat room start filling up with amazing patriots like white rabbit and jim of course and slow tree and for earth hello i know for earth go back going back to the, the well the mike malloy mike malloy he's not it's not going back to the mike malloy days but since mike malloy 
and resist evolve hello hello all of uh, if you're on any other platform come on over to the tarabuster uh, youtube channel at youtube.com slash c slash tarabuster for yeah that's it because they they shut down the rdt daily facebook page i'm probably gonna end up just putting a pulling the plug on it it's really annoying because we had 160,000 followers on that page now the tara buster facebook page is less than a thousand so if you can go over and like that page and hello eve welcome 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 to the chat uh but like the tara buster page on facebook that'll help uh, it's there's so much you have to do it's kind of annoying i know but imagine how I feel. Uh, we, what else? Be, become a patron. Oh, join Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. You can join Rockfin if you can. Join. I'm on there. I'm also bundled with a bunch of other liberal talk shows like Lee Camp and Jimmy Dore and Ron Placone. I, I, I really find that to be an honor to be asked to be on Rockfin and then for for them to bundle me with all these gr- other great liberal shows that I admire and talkers that I admire, like Graham Elwood. So you can join that too and su- make sure you subscribe to me on Rockfin. That al- also helps to get our whatever numbers up and whatnot. Yeah, is Jimmy Dora liberal? I don't know. I don't really, in my, uh, this white rabbit is asking on the, I don't really know. I don't listen to him, to tell you the truth. I know that Ron Placone is on his show. I know he has a big following. I, no, I don't, um, I know I used to listen to Sam Cedar have debates with him. And of course, I more, uh, I always agreed with Sam. And, uh, Jimmy Dore, this whole, uh, the, I, I don't really want to comment on it, I guess, because whatever, I don't, I don't really know his stuff, but I didn't appreciate it. He had some right winger on, he had a, he had a proud boy apparently on his show and he was saying, wow, he's pro gay and pro this and it sounded as if we can find detente with, a. With a with a fascist and and to me it also f- reminded me of because knowing a little bit about history as you guys know we talk about history because it's all connected but if you don't know history you you do you turn into a dupe and a hack that's the truth so the the fact is Hitler on his rise to power you could find Hitler giving speeches uh, that will. Um, that you could cherry pick, of course, but he would give speeches when he would when he would speak to labor unions. He would talk about how pro labor union he was. Uh, he knew how to play to the crowd on his way up. That was a tactic. So he knew his audience, and he because he, he was being coached as well. So. They and this was after the beer hall putsch, specifically where they learned the lesson of playing within the system. So he doesn't. He Hitler 
it didn't matter what what he we all knew what he truly believed and even if you go back in actually there's a new york times article uh at the time praising hitler saying oh he's not so bad he's not oh look at this he's not as anti-semitic as we thought that's just uh he's just says anti-semitic things to uh to appease certain communities and groups as if that being any uh in any way racist or anti-semitic is somehow excusable but at the time yeah i guess since racism was sort of like it was completely built into the into the system, which still, was still struggling with it clearly and trying to excise it somehow. At least, well, you got to be conscious about it first. That's how you get you start dealing with it. But um, so for a proud boy to go on a so-called uh, I don't know liberal. I don't like I said. All I know, I know Ron Placone. I know he's liberal. And he's on that show. So I don't know what Jimmy Dore is. and But for a proud boy to go on that show and for him to be so impressed that he's pro-gay, he says, who cares? He's pro-gay. He's a fascist. Look at his, know him by his fruits. Know that whole movement, the whatever it is. It's, uh, it's, it's a terrorist organization, not a movement. So... So he can say anything he wants to say, but he's not on the right side of humanity and history and decency and democracy. That's right. So it felt like he was falling into that old fascist trap. And uh, we see this a lot. Like even the Christians, there's this whole uh, prosperity, not prosperity, that, that's a different thing, uh, dominion, Christian dominionists who... They'll lie through their teeth. They'll say whatever you th- they think you want to hear to get the power that they want in order to um, ultimately bring about what they think to be Christ's empire on earth. So every um, it, uh, lies, uh, de- deception, it doesn't matter as long as the it all justifies. The means justify the ends. Well, the ends justify the means. That's what I meant. So, um, how did I get on this topic? Yes, hello. Hello, hello. I don't know. Uh, Errol, hello. Hello, Resist Evolve. Hello, Jim. And for Earth, for Earth, thank you for your soup chats right out of the gate. Oh, and here comes the music. I'm putting the music on again to keep myself on track. You see how these things go off the rails. I just that's why it's called Tower Buster cuz I just start talking about something and then we don't know where we end up sometimes. All right, well we're talking about the impeachment today and I watched the entire thing. It was it was compelling, of course, and also infuriating and sad to know that this happened and and alarming because it reminded and this is what we're talking about really tonight the end of the American Republic we we really are standing on the precipice and we the lines that have been crossed on our way to this moment 
uh, you can't, it's, yes, uh, this is America. This is another thing that drives me insane when all, all throughout the day, all throughout the past however many years, especially when Twitlers has Twitlers squatting in the White House, how often have we heard, this isn't America, this isn't who we are, it's exactly who we are. So stop living in denial. It's all part of, uh, and not, not, not to be mean, but stop living in denial. Stop being an infant. Yes, this is exactly who we are. So you don't like it? You don't like who we are? I don't like it either. So let's do something about it. Let's change. But the first step in changing is recognizing the problem. And instead of saying, this isn't me. Oh, that's not, it's like me being in, when in, in the grips of my addiction going, this isn't me, I'm fine, nothing is wrong with, and that when, whatever, if I wake up in my, in my own vomit, oh, this isn't me, I don't, I, I don't see how that's helpful. It's, it's you, and you better do something about it. It's not working. Is this manageable? This isn't who we are. It's exactly who we are. Um... And it, it's been coming for a long time, especially with Twitler. And the worst part of it is that we have, we, yes, we have a Twitler, but there is an entire party of enablers. They're the worst. They're the ones that brought us here. Because if we all stuck together, like I say, we stick together, we win, we could get rid of this Twitler character and all of his... His proud boy incel treasonous monsters. We could if we chose to. But instead, we have the likes of Josh Harley and Mike Lee and Ted Cruz and the rest of the Republicans who yesterday voted that Twitler's trial... Oh, and Jim Jordan, of course... Uh, the impeachment trial, which is in the Constitution, is unconstitutional. Okay. Everything that they don't like, this is why they're so tedious on top of everything else, uh, on top of being uh, monsters, annoying, and uh, evil, is that they, everything that they supposedly don't like, or whatever, everything they don't like is supposedly... Um, they they just they they simply don't like it because it's unconstitutional. Supposedly, they what they wouldn't know the Constitution if Twitler told them to to fillet it in Macy's window. What do they know? The Constitution, the Constitution demands we impeach the con man. And uh, the treasonous traitor. We should have impeached him years ago. It should have. They should have impeached him. They should. I mean, we did impeach him, but he. They should have convicted him. But they ran cover for him, the traitor. And here we are. And all along these steps along the path to the end of the American Republic, we're right in front of our eyes where he's calling for violence, but it wasn't just him. Like uh, when we, sp- when I spoke to Tom Hartman, we, we were s- saying about the, how the Capitol insurrection wasn't just Twitter. We can trace that back to Ronald Reagan 
going and saying that the government is your problem. The nine most dangerous words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Really? But whenever Republicans, when they get in, tri- when when a tornado comes through uh, some town and destroys them, they what are they? They're looking for the government to help. I don't know. They couldn't find their bootstraps, I suppose. So they're so full of crap. Uh, they've been told, though. They've been given. Um, they've been told this fantasy. Everything that they. This is another thing that that makes them suck is that everything that they they stand for or that they're about is is fantasy their whole their the story about themselves the story even their origin story the origin story of the republican party when they were called the republican party officially before i'd name them the republicans they they the whole um, party of lincoln Well, the party of Lincoln, I wish the party of Lincoln, the (laughs) Republican Party, the the Republican Party was created, it was a progressive party created in answer to the entrenched democratic power structure of its day. Yes, racist power structure. So it was a progressive party. And they sold out to the railroad oligarchs in the late 1800s and then never looked back. And here we are today. So they their progressive roots, if you got to go back to 1865 to get something decent that they did, oh, uh, Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation after exhausting every other option. That's another thing. They, the, the, the infantilism of the American origin story and the origin story that the Republicans tell themselves. Oh, the Republicans, the Republicans freed the slaves, they say. Lincoln, um, he the great emancipator. Well, he tried every other thing that he could do before, uh, including get the F out. That was one of his ideas. Let's tell that he he actually brought... um, uh, people with darker pigment, the leaders of the abolitionist movement, to his, uh, to, uh, I don't know, was it in the White House? Because I know there would have been an outcry. Well, there was an outcry that he he spoke with Frederick Douglass. Uh, so, you know, I mean, this is a racist-ass country, going back forever and ever, amen. So... But um, but he met with prominent leaders in, in the abolitionist movement to, to tell them to get the F out of the country, that all of the problems, that all America's problems can be traced to them. You see, there'll be no problem. They just left. So get out. Right. There'd be no we wouldn't have to go to war or we wouldn't have to. We'd be all everything be be great because everybody would be white. We'd have we'll all we'd all have lighter pigment, and then they can focus. Then the oligarchs can merely focus on the indentured servants and turning the white suckers into uh, the equivalent of slaves, wage slaves. So, uh, so they try. He tried that, and then he tried. 
another compromise. Everything's been, we've compromised with these right-wingers, the conservatives. So, I mean, come on. For, for forever. This is the problem of America. We compromise. You, you can't compromise with evil. You know what's right? It's either right or it's wrong. You don't have to compromise with, with monsters. Half a monster is still a monster. Uh, well, the second thing was he tried to get the South to put down their arms to stop being traitors who wanted to kill other Americans because they wanted to, for, for the right, quote-unquote, to hold other human beings as property. He said he tried to get them to uh, agree to a slow, the slow um, repeal of slavery, sort of like Obamacare, I guess, in a way where, you know, it's still millions left out. But hey, it's uh, it's a little better. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know, whatever. But um, he wanted to get the South to agree to abolish slavery. In the year 1900. So he was giving them 40 years. So there you go. That's the great, that's the great emancipator. And then after exhausting every other option, he signed the Emancipation Proclamation. But that was about it. So all these people that, who had, they had nothing then. Could you imagine? It wasn't like they were given anything to have a, to start a life. It was like, all right, bye. You, I mean, it's just so, whatever. Okay. Um, thank you, Resin Rebel. How can Republican senators possibly vote against conviction and disqualification after the presentation by the House impeachment managers today? Exactly. But did you see at the end of the of the end of the day, they just signed off a few. Uh, well, not too long ago. And what happened? Did you see Mike Lee jumped up? He was so upset. Uh, if only they had the same uh, same energy when it came to or the same distress when it comes to the 140 plus cops that came out that were mutilated in the riot that went on for hours that's why i'm glad they went through it they went through the whole thing and put it all in context throughout the day and now this is when twitler tweeted thank you at the end of the day after the insurrectionists had overturned the capitol had killed a Capitol Police officer had mutilated others. There was a, a, a Ashley Babbitt, the moron, was already was dead, and uh, other senators were cower. Senators and representatives were cowering for their lives. Cops were uh, were traumatized. It's uh, cops who had darker darker pigment they were being called the n-word that's who you're talking about the great americans thank you twitler says to them at the end of the day go home now thank you you did your job you did what i wanted you you know he was he was cheering them on you know he was happily he was giddy 
he was happy that they had over overrun the capital because in his mind that's sh- that's showing the senators and the representatives th- what he can do that's him flexing his muscle saying look I, look what I can do I can literally have you in fear for your life your not your metaphoric political life your very life so of course that's who he is. The but the, this is the Republican Party. They encouraged this going back for as long as I can remember, but all they know who Twitler is. They encouraged they jumped on the bandwagon and I'm glad they showed that video of the of Joe Biden of the Biden campaign bus in Texas being assaulted by a caravan by a deadly caravan of traitors, because that's what they are, trying to run the, uh, the bus of uh, a Democrat, another Democratic uh, election, you know. We're trying to have a Democratic election here, so you run the bus of your, of your opponent off the road? Now, in any other, if, uh, in any other situation, that's called, well, it's terrorism, but it's cheating, Right. Why do you think that's okay? Why do they think that's okay? How do these Americans, these morons who follow Trump, they think that they're doing the right thing? So they're chasing the bus, uh, a campaign bus, off the road of the of their opponent, and they think that's okay. Right? I thought this was the party. That's why I hate them. The party of whatever truth, justice, in the American way. They're the party of fascism. That's fascism. And what does, what do the Republican Party, what do they do in the aftermath of that? They encouraged it. Just like Twitler, the entire, his, from, from 2016, encouraging violence. Punch him in the face. I like to knock him the F out. I, Right? I'll pay your your legal fees, which of course if you believe that, I got um uh, I, I I got a multi level marketing vitamin scam to sell you. Called the Trump Network Vitamins. But uh, it really pisses me off. Now these Republicans here the other thing that pisses me off, I know I'm a little all over the place as I am usually, but when it, during, see, this is who Democrats are. During the uh, impeachment trial today, the whole, as the Democrats are doing their job, being decent people, of course, being capable human beings, um, they have to consistently throw in uh, compliments for any Republican who does the right thing w- once in a while, for once. Like, Mike Pence. At the end, um, Joaquin Castro was saying, praising Mike Pence, he's a patriot because he didn't go along with Twitler's plot. That, because he's a patriot. No, he, is he really a patriot? Oh, he did. He wouldn't cross that particular line. But there were so many other lines he, if he was a true patriot, why is he 
was he and is he the vice president of the con man the con man's vice president i mean mike pence i've been looking my whole life for somebody who looks at me the way mike pence looks at donald trump it's it's embarrassing really the praise from uh, of uh, the constant sucking up Mike Pence sucking up to Donald Trump. Oh my God! Wait, let me see. Mike Pence. It's embarrassing. Every and calling him Mr. President, Mr. P- always. You know, always notice how Kamala Harris and Joe Biden when they're talking, they're like Joe and Kamala. Uh, they're they t- they talk like normal people, like human beings, like they actually have a relationship based on mutual respect. Whereas, does do you ever hear the f- effing the great patriot Mike Pence call Donald effing Trump Donald? No, it's very sick. It's clear Mike Pence is nothing but a lick spittle. He's a lackey. Mr. President, he calls him Donald. He doesn't ever calls him Donald. He calls him Mr. President, Sir, the President, President Donald J. Trump. And all he does, whenever we have clips of him out there speaking, wherever, he's never, it's, it's never human. They, he's not a human. He doesn't speak like a human. He's like a generic he's just like a generic looking male closeted politician but he doesn't have he doesn't seem to have actual human emotions he seems robotic like he is you know he knows how to furrow his brow and he knows how to look concerned when he needs to but it's so embarrassing if you really if you really are a patriot, what are you doing with Donald Trump? It does, you have no excuse. Um, here's an article. Talk of the country. I've never seen anyone suck up so much as Pence. That's the name of the article. And from CNN. Mike Pence, shameless suck up to the boss. At the Southern Baptist Convention in Dallas, it looked as if things were going well, that they were changing for the better. In the remarkable turn, the convention supported a strong resolution condemning the abuse of women and affirming their role in the life of the church. Blah, blah, blah. Then Mike Pence arrived. He was there on Wednesday to address 10,000 delegates known as messengers, but Pence was there for another reason, to sing the praises for his boss. That's what he does. I mean, he sucks up so much that there's numerous articles about it. Mike Pence is a reportedly... Let's see, what's this? Mike Pence is... Wait, I'm waiting for it to load. Is reportedly as big a suck-up in private as he is in public. This is from The Week. In 2019, President Trump's White House has historically high turnover rate, but there are a few 
There are a few survivors, Peter Nichols writes in The Atlantic. He took a closer look at the three people who have flourished in Trump's White House. Stephen Miller, Kellyanne Conway, and Mike Pence, and how they've managed it. <clears throat> he elaborated. Here we go. Here. There are some unsurprising key techniques Nicholas found. Praising Trump, mastering skills that he, that Trump values, and forging alliances in the rivalous West, Ring, West Wing. If none of that works, plant yourself in front of a TV camera and impress the boss. Miller excels at the praise and mastering Trump's feel for the shared pet issue, immigration and Conway Nails defending Trump on TV. But perhaps the most obsequious of all the president's men and women is his number two. In public, Mike Pence has likened Trump to a tower, to tower, tower, I can't talk, like some words are hard, towering historical figures. Behind closed doors, he's no less gushing, taking pains to ensure that Trump has no cause to turn on him. People familiar with the matter said, I'd like my, well, look, see, I just said this. This is funny. I'd like my wife to look at me just for one day the way Mike Pence looks at Trump. <laughs> every day that would be special says kenneth edelman an official in reagan's administration <clears throat> excuse me trump appreciated pence's loyalty and civility serv servility is that am i saying that because not servile you know servile but he doesn't reciprocate nicholas notes citing trump's version of the one-on-one -on -one lunches president Tra traditionally shared with their vice president <laughs> trump ditched the tradition inviting in both his and pence's top aides he doesn't want to be alone with mike pence because he he doesn't want to talk to him he needed mike pence to get out there and suckle him publicly fillet him on national television metaphorically that's it to call him sir, to call him Mr. President, to look up and suck up to the con man. So we would all say, wow, as if it's, we're, we're being nationally hypnotized. Like, if they say it enough, that we'll all be like, is he, what, does he really, is he really great? What? Am I the one, am I crazy here? But is he good? What? No. That's why he's, he has to tell us stories about how everybody calls him sir and whatnot. <clears throat> At the meals in the small dining room in the Oval Office, Trump keeps a big screen TV tuned to cable news. Aides who have walked in have seen Trump yelling at the TV as he sits with Pence and other deputies over plates of chicken and cheeseburgers. So, hello, Mike Pence. Shut up, Joaquin Castro, please. Do us all a favor. Stop running cover for the Republican Party. If Mike Pence... Yeah, Mike Pence did the right thing. He did the right thing that day. He did that thing. He did it once. He did one right thing. He wouldn't completely F over the country 1,000%. One... That, yeah, that he wouldn't pull the trigger on the last thing that needs to happen until the republic is dead. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't go that far. 
But we are here. We're in this boat. We're in. We had an insurrection. A cop is dead. Others are have killed themselves. I can't imagine the trauma. My God, it's it sucks. It's terrible. Is this America? Yes. That's what Mike Pence enabled. Mike Pence made sure that this is America. Yeah. So let's stop with the effusive praising of the Republicans for doing the right thing once. That's all you had to say. Mike Pence did the right thing that day. That's it. Period. You don't have to go on and on about what a patriot he is. As if you're, again, this is what they're doing, this is what Democrats do, hoping that someday, somehow, somewhere, uh, on some alternate universe timeline will we'll meet with ours for a second, and the Republicans will say, wow, he's being nice, he, I want to be called a patriot too, let me be a patriot, they don't care, what you say or think of them? Isn't that clear? Because truth has no meaning anymore anyway. He's a patriot. Well, Joaquin Castro called me a patriot. Isn't that fabulous? Let's all work together now. Absolutely not. Let, let's see what happens when the time comes for voting to convict the clearly, obviously guilty piece of human waste known as Trump, that they, the, the person they all enabled for the past four years and continue to, when they, had, when they, have, a, they have a perfect opportunity to get rid of him once and for all. They could. If it were, if they all stuck together and started to slowly deprogram, well, not, it doesn't have to necessarily be slowly, but they could deprogram the Trump cult, the reachable ones. You could do it just the, as the way you programmed them. Stop lying to them. And then what will be left are the, of the true fringe. Maybe they'll never let go, but they're a lost cause anyway. But if all of the Republicans and the Mitt Romneys and all of and and every single one of them, if they all said enough and and stopped playing along with the game and started to say, yes, he's a traitor. This is a disgrace. It's over. We're telling the American people. That's all you got to do. Stick to your guns. And eventually they will fall in line they will come along and if they don't bye but that's what they're afraid of trump will make his own party and then they'll all go good let him you deserve it republicans what's what what uh if you're a real patriot then let him let him make the uh the the, the trump party you deserve it you brought it on yourselves but then you could finally be free. And then you could, make, you could actually be the party of Lincoln and Reagan and all the things you pretend to be. So that's what it's about. They were afraid that Trump is going to make his, he's going to go away. He'll, he'll get bored. And the other thing is he'll croak. He will croak. He's not going to live forever. Are they going to follow Ivanka? What about Donald Trump Jr.? 
who's got the charisma of a cockroach. So, come on. Don't, I, I shut up, Democrats, with this crap. Praising Republicans. The, the, the Democrats do more work rehabbing the Republicans than the Republicans ever have an interest in. You saw that whole presentation today. How, uh, in, uh, uh, under God's green flat earth, will will any republican vote for to vote to acquit yes trump is guilty they all they know it but they're all complicit look at what happened like we were just when i was started to talk about the bus that is a prime example these terrorists what is it what what is not a terrorist act uh what what was i'm not saying it correctly um of course what is not terrorist about running a your opponent's bus off the road you see in a functioning democracy if you if you believe in democracy you would let that bus go to the event wouldn't you? Because you have good ideas. So you're going to beat them fairly and squarely on the field of ideas. You don't need to run them off the road and kill them. But this is fascism. And what's it here? I have, what's his name? Not Mitt Romney. Marco Rubio. This happened in Texas. And then they all were like, oh, we love it. We love Texas. That's why... Twitter tweeted, and they asked Marco Rubio. Here. The FBI is investigating after a pro-Trump convoy surrounded a Biden campaign bus in Texas as it traveled along Interstate 35. In a tweet, President Trump celebrated the drivers, writing, right? in my oh. opinion, these patriots... That's, that's who uh, Mike Pence... What did Mike Pence say? Did he, did he go out and say, that's abhorrent... That's vile. I'm going to resign. I, I resign. I can't. I can't be the vice president of this scumbag, of this DNA, this waste of human DNA scumbag grifter. Now that I've gotten a real look inside behind the curtain to see that it's he's nothing. The great and powerful Oz is he's a sham. It's a con man. Now that I see what a vile disgusting waste of human DNA this con man is who encourages violence who hates democracy who for months before the election leading up to the election knowing that he's gonna lose he starts sowing doubt but he's been doing it for years lying using the power of the office that's all he wants to be president for he wants to be president because he wants Putin to like him Sick. He's a sick little, sick little bitch. Which did nothing wrong. And patriots, Mark- patriots did nothing wrong. In my opinion, these patriots did nothing yeah, wrong. Yeah, you do nothing so wrong really committing nothing wrong. a crime. Cause try you try that. You tried riding, driving down the road, and running. Your, the other cars off the road. You try running a bus off the road. See what happens to you. 
your pa- patriots did nothing wrong. That's patriotic. It's patriotic to try to kill your opposition in a democratic election. That's patriotic. And these freaks, they all believe that with their stupid flags. They all look like morons. And I, I'm glad they identify themselves so openly because now we know. Wearing that red hat. And I don't want to hear any stories. I, this is the other thing. I, on uh, media. Because there's... Let's, let's get this straight. Media. Corporate media. The Republicans are the enemy. All right? They're the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. We don't need to coddle them. We don't need to call them patriots. We don't need to uh, jump for joy whenever they decide to do the right thing one time out of a hundred. We can encourage the, the good thing. We can say, good, they did the right thing for once. But we don't have to do backflips over it and say, wow, the both sides are the same. Because one side is a democracy, a pro-democracy American patriotic party. And the other side are a greed-centered fascist death cult with a, a con man as a standard bearer and a an entire whatever is left of a legitimate political party that was once considered a legitimate party, the, the, an entire party of lickspittles and enablers. F- fellow fascists who couldn't give a shit. Oh, here, here. Here's one of the great patriots. And so Senator here, Marco they... Rubio had this to say last night at the president's controversial rally in Opelaka. Listen, I saw yesterday a video of these people in Texas. Did you see it? All the cars on the road with the We love what they did, but here's the thing they don't know. We do that in Florida every day. We love what they did. We love what they did. Now let's play the game. Let's play it. That's all we have to do to if there's ever a Republican lurking around here, let's play the game. What if um, Obama, there was a Obama bus or whatever, let's say, doesn't, what a Biden, uh, let's say it was Joe Biden supporters who ran some whiny bitch Trump supporters off the road. What would you say? This is unacceptable. This is abhorrent. This isn't America. This isn't who we are. This is, needs to be condemned. Why aren't they condemning it? The Democrats are pl- pro-violence. They're sick, sickening. Sickening. They are sick. We love what they did. That's exactly what he said to say last night. I saw yesterday a video of these people in Texas. Did you see it? All the cars on the road with the We love what they did, but here's the thing they don't know. We do that in Florida every day. We love what they did. We love that they almost got a bunch of people killed. That they use vehicles to terrorize 
their opponents, you know, just like they do, just like the terrorists do. The terrorists that the Republicans pretend to be so opposed to, but they use their tactics a lot. They run cars into people. They murder people. They commit violence against Americans. So there's no repercussions for Marco. Nobody's going to say, but but you guarantee that if Marco does something, let's say that's not um, that's not abhorrent, like out of one time out of a hundred, if he does something decent, if he does the patriotic thing one time, one time out of a hundred, better believe those Democrats will be tripping over each other to praise him to the hilt. For his patriotism. What a great patriot. No, he's not. Know them by their fruits. You do one thing right. That doesn't erase. But that doesn't erase your whole history of fascism. And it doesn't erase Mike Pence's complicity in the fascist takeover of this country. So he's been going along with it. He's a great patriot because he decided not to pull the final trigger to take that final leap across the line of uh, uh, the point of no return. Sick. They make me sick. How about the Democrats? You, you, you praise, praise each other then. Pray and stop praising these freaks. Praise the Tarabuster show. Praise the horn. God. Here's Mike Lay. See, this is at the end of this, of the day when, uh, of this, of the evidence that is overwhelming the timeline of Trump's, the, of Trump's insurrection of the terrorist attack on the country. The, the domestic terrorist attack on the country. Mike Lee had, uh, they, they have to remind the American people what, um, what toddlers they are. They can't let, they see this is the problem. And it's Mike Lee had to get up and object to being quoted. Here, let's play. Let's just play it. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President, majority, majority. so pursuant to impeachment rule 16, I make a motion. Statements See how, how agitated he is? Moments ago by the House impeachment managers. Statements relating to the content of conversations between a, a phone call involving President Trump and Senator Tuberville mm-hmm. were not made by me. They're not accurate. Oh, really? They, they're contrary to fact. I move pursuant to Rule 16 that they be stricken. See, because he wants the American people to talk about this and not the entire day of testimony that proves the Republican Party is a greed-centered terrorist death cult with a traitor as a standard bearer. Okay, so he had to get up there and say, Mr. Mr. President, like he has a dump in his diaper. Mr. President, (laughs) Mr. President, um, I I object to my words 
because I didn't now I didn't say those words, even though they were vetted by his staff. And it, it was words that w- appeared in different uh, in different media and in publications. So confusion reigning in the final moments of day two of former Twitler. Well, he's not former Twitler. The impeachment trial. An angry Senator Mike Lee insisted he had been misquoted by impeachment managers as the Democratic lawmakers closed the first two days of argument. Lee. The Republican of Utah rose to his feet and demanded they strike from the record an account the House impeachment managers gave of a phone call Trump mistakenly placed to Lee during during the Capitol riot. They're not true. They're false, Lee said of the of the manager's argument. I asked them to be stricken. Media I'm getting this from the New York Post, so let's take it take it for what it is. Media reports citing unnamed sources saying Trump called Lee during the riot when he had been trying to reach freshman Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama were used during the trial. According to reports, as the siege was ongoing, Lee handed his phone to Tuberville and Trump urged the Republican to file additional objections to the Electoral College vote, which Trump, um, the, which the Congress was certifying before the riot. Damn, these music cues come quick. It doesn't matter where. It's more loosey-goosey now, anyway. They're just there for me to kind of keep keep an ear on the time. Okay. According to reports, as the siege was ongoing, Lee handed... Oh, yes, I read this. Lee handed his phone to Tuberville, and Trump urged the Republican to file objections to the Electoral College. It's unclear what exactly Lee was protesting, but he became flustered as he repeatedly urged and equally confused Patrick Leahy, who is presiding over the impeachment trial, to strike these so-called false remarks. After a kerfuffle over whether a roll call vote had been requested and for what purpose, that would have been Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer interceded. And after a few moments of off-mic discussions between the leader of the House and lead impeachment manager Marilyn Rep. Jamie Raskin, agreed to strike the remarks saying they were much ado about nothing because it had nothing to do with our case. So he's saying it never happened, but... It was also vetted by different media outlets and the staff, Mike Lee's staff at the time, verified that this had happened. So it has nothing to do. So he's saying it never happened. He didn't answer the phone and hand it. Like, what does this have to do with anything? What it has to do is that Mike Lee is Twitler's bitch still. And after a day of testimony where the Republicans can't deny that Twitler is a terrorist, a, a, a traitor, and needs to be impeached if this country, he needs to be convicted, if this country stands a sh- goddamn snowball's chance in hell, if that makes sense, I don't know, but you know what I mean. He wants us, he, he wanted to distract the American people and also cover his own ass. He doesn't want Twitler mad at him. The dumb Fiora. He wants everybody to know. I want it out of the record. 
It's a, I never happened. I never said it. What did you say? Here, here, Tommy. Here's the phone. Jesus Christ. And look how excited he is. And then, of course, Patrick Leahy is pursuant to the Senate resolution. Seems confused. Section four. Parties' uh, presentations are not limited to the record provided for in section one. Whatever. Then they're like, I don't know what the hell you just said. I didn't understand him either. But. Because he's old. No offense. There you go. Pursuant to Senate Resolution 47, Section 4, parties' presentations are not limited to the record provided for in section. Whatever. Yes. Whether the ruling of the chair with respect to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. There he goes. He's going nuts. And, and what may I ask is the ruling of the chair? My point was not about whether it's appropriate for them to make characterizations. My point was to strike them because they were false. They were false. Then why did your why did your staff verify it whether for the media? The chair that, that Senate Because that's what happens in in journalism. They. You know, they double check and they check and they make... It's not like in Republican world where they just say shit like uh, the pandemic is a hoax or even the... uh, Well, I'm looking here at my phone. Michigan State Senator Majority Leader Mike Shirky was caught on a hot mic Wednesday. This is after... This is now. This just came through. Um... Approaching Democratic Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist and doubling down on the conspiracy theory comments he made about the insurrection uh, on on the Capitol on January 6th. Shirky, the state's top elected Republican, told Gilchrist, Gilchrist yes, that he does not take back the point he was trying to make about a video that surfaced on Tuesday in which he was caught claiming that the rioters were not Trump supporters and the entire insurrection was a hoax. Everything's a hoax. That's who they are. You don't like it? Go run somebody off the road. You can't deal with it? It didn't exist. It never happened. It's you. I know you are, but what am I? It's not true. It's false. I I never said it, even though I said it. And I'm on mic. Oh, you got me on mic? I was just kidding. That's... That that's the uh, the whole um, you know that's the timeline of a Republican talking point really. Gilchrist explained the conversation he had with Shirky Wednesday morning from his perspective, telling CNN that he started the conversation to tell the majority leader he wouldn't he would be making a statement about the video after he finished. He said, "I let him know that I was going to be making a public statement." Blah, blah, blah. But his public statement was, I I said it, and uh, I, I believe it. It's a hoax. It's still a hoax. This is the point of this article. It's still a hoax. After everything, after all the proof, it never happened. It's a hoax. Is this a hoax? Sometimes I think that the whole Republican Party is a hoax. There's sort of like an Andy Kaufman-esque type performance art one day they're gonna be like surprise (laughs) really gotcha didn't we 
That's what all it was, is just some kind of uh, elaborate, incredibly elaborate performance art piece highlighting the tenuous natures of republics and how easily people can fall into uh, the trap of a con man. (sighs) He says, that wasn't Trump people, Shirky said. That's been a hoax from day one. This is what he said today. That's all prearranged, he said, asserting that rioters went in on separate buses, that they were all arranged by somebody that's funding everyone. I wonder who. Um, George Soros. It must be. It's definitely somebody who's Jewish, of course. Why wasn't there more security? It was ridiculous. It's all staged, he says before pointing to conspiracy theories that Republican leadership, including Mitch McConnell, was somehow involved and questioning how some casualties... <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Questioning how and why some casualties occurred or were recorded. Gilchrist, or Gilchrist uh, claimed that Shirky addressed those comments directly in their conversation, telling CNN he was... Referring to the hoax comment, that's what he was referring to when he was speaking to me this morning. I said some things on video that are not fitting for the role I am privileged to serve, he said on Tuesday, and issued an apology. I owe, I have many flaws because this is, it's saying Shirky had previously acknowledged that the video were, was legitimate. So it's, uh, it's a timeline of the of it really is being um no wonder living in the United States of serfs and lords is so tediously exhausting it's clear gilchrist told cnn based on his interaction with shirky it's clear from the actions that he hasn't apologized his apology isn't genuine and that he doesn't have remorse for making these comments i mean that's who they are. So it gives cover to any kook can go search the internet and, and they'll find this article and they'll say, look, see, this top Republican is still insisting it's a hoax and therefore it's true what QAnon says. Everything's a hoax. I wish, I really do wish it was a hoax. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be better? then we'd actually have a functioning democracy. Let me see. Here, here, here's Mike, more of Mike Lee. One of that resolution. Mr. President, that is not my motion. You, you're, you, you've ruled on a motion. You've ruled on something that was not what I moved. Oh what God. I asked was, uh, statements were attributed. Uh, if only he got this worked up over treason, right? If only he got this upset when Twitler called, you know, just called for uh, the uh, the wild attack on the Capitol. We love you. It's viciously stolen. Vicious. This is what happens when great patriots have this landslide election that never happened stolen from them. Vicious, vicious, vicious. Yeah, not vicious as murdering a Capitol Police officer with a fire extinguisher 
Or, yeah, I don't know if you saw the videos today. It's seeing more of them. It's chilling. Them banging on the doors, knowing that people are behind those doors, hiding under desks. Bang, bang, bang. Walking around go, Nancy! Like a goddamn... Some some horror movie. Nancy, what is your problem? You know why? They would have killed Nancy Pelosi. They would have. And I wonder, you, you think the Republicans would come to their senses then? Absolutely not. Their supporters sent pipe bombs to media outlets and to Nancy and other prominent Democrats. Maxine Water, nobody, do they apologize for that? We're all supposed to apologize to them, though, right? For what? Having a reaction to them? When we, uh, when we get pushed and we have a reaction to their incessant, nonstop harassment constantly, as we're trying, all we're doing, we're trying to have a functioning democracy. We're trying to bring them all along to consider their shitty ideas. When we're pushing policy to make a, make a country work for all while they're standing in the way with their, they're just like, um, what's his name said? Let me see. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of, I can't think of everybody's name. Um, the heritage, not the heritage founder, the guy who was, he calls himself one of these old conservatives conservative i can't i gotta write these down these names down conservative stand athwart history yelling stop that's that guy uh somebody on the chat will tell me conservatives stand and he had a magazine across history yelling stop i don't know William F. Buckley. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. That's what he says. Conservatives stand... That's what... Con, that's how we can define conservatism. Conservatives stand across or, or, or thwart history yelling, stop. Really? That, I, that, haven't I said that all the time, though? When we crawled out of the caves, when we crawled out of the goddamn ooze, there was a conservative... Yelling, stop. Stay in the ooze. When we tried to, we, we walked out of the caves. No, where are you going? Any progress we make as human beings, we have, why do we want a bunch of old crackers yelling, stop? How about, hey, we can do it. You can do it. Let's do this together. Let's go. Let's get out of that cave. Let's crawl out of that ooze. Let's leave no one behind. Let's have a real functioning society where we can have some, spend our lives, this limited lifespan, not fighting a bunch, not fighting an insurrection, but working on shit that's going to make a more perfect union. How about that? Like living wages, functioning just functioning infrastructure that's not crumbling because cons can't tax the rich. So we all have to drive on bridges and roads that are crumbling. And uh, maybe maybe that'll be your number up. You, you go across one of the roads that conservatives 
because they don't want to tax the rich, haven't been maintained for years. The infrastructure of this United States is, is appalling. It's a disgrace. We can, all of this is because of conservatism, yelling stop. But they, they, they certainly don't yell stop to the oligarchs. Their benefactors, they're like, yes, 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 yum, 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 eat them up, eat them up. You need more? That's what they shovel more. More money, more bodies, more whatever you want, more blood. Jesus Christ. Mike Lee, get, get upset about Twitler calling for an attack, calling all of his, his scumbags to Washington, D.C. to stop the steal. How about you get mad about the big lie? Give me a break. All these Republicans did, they encouraged it. Oh, well, we have voters who are very concerned that there's fishy stuff going on in the election because they're being lied to, and you going, oh, they're concerned, so we better look into it, only feeds into the fantasy. Freaks. So, oh, so the con man lies, and we got to back it up by... Making, uh, pretending that the concern he's generating with the big lie is legitimate. Don't worry, we got, we got the likes of Rand Paul, they're all, and they'll get on all of their propaganda outlet networks to opine about the Constitution. It's unconstitutional. It's always unconstitutional. They're, they don't give a crap about the, un, the unconstitution. They don't care about the unconstitution and the Constitution. What's unconstitutional? They are. It's unconst- Is it unconstitutional for the chief executive officer in the United States to yell a big lie incessantly? Is that unconstitutional, I wonder? But, you know, I think it's kind of unconstitutional, so that's why the founders put a, a remedy in the Constitution called impeachment. And these freaks, Jim Jordan, they go, the, one of their arguments is that it's freedom of speech. So forget yelling fire in a crowded theater. There's, they, see, being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. So when it comes to freedom of speech, they don't take responsibility. You could just free. Freedom isn't free. Freedom isn't free, but they, they, the Republican is uh, the party of personal responsibility. They don't take responsibility, though, of course. Not, they, it's, freedom isn't free, that's for sure, and you got the freedom of speech, but you don't have the freedom from the consequences of your speech, do you? That's what they want, freedom from consequences. Like, who wants freedom from consequences, ladies and gentlemen? Babies, that's what babies are. Babies, toddlers, that's why you don't let toddlers run constitutionally limited democratic republics because they don't have a grasp 
of history, reality, and they don't have the the maturity. The uh, their brains aren't fully developed. They don't have the life experience. They don't have the wisdom, and they don't have. They're not capable of understanding consequences that there are that everything is cause and effect that if you have freedom of speech that just because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you have freedom from the consequences of your speech but that's what the republicans are arguing that twitler you see there's only they they worship jesus supposedly they pretend to love jesus and they have their other savior twitler he can do no wrong. He's a saint that walks among us. Pay no attention to the tax cheating, the draft dodging, the serial bankruptcies, the, and the incredible uh, lies, the, the nonstop incessant lies. Pay no attention because you don't have to pay attention. They'll, they'll distract you with some other bullshit to make sure you don't pay attention. It is. It's pathetic. Beyond pathetic. Oh, my God. Where did I get? Somebody sent me, I think uh, Lee in New York City sent me, speaking of Republicans, sent me, who the hell was that? Hmm? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I wanted to find this video. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll play this for a minute. Oh, here comes music. Anyway. Treated to me repeatedly. Oh, poor baby. Because I am the source. They are not true. I never made those statements. I asked that they be stricken. This has nothing to do with whether or not they're based on depositions, which they're not. It's simply based on the fact that I'm the witness. I'm the only witness. Those statements are not true, and I ask that you strike them. Here, here. Here, here. Here, here. See, now that's why the Republicans are all jumping on the bandwagon. Here, here. They're not true. Oh, so the whole thing isn't true. I see. Now let's all focus on this sideshow. The Republicans, you know, uh, the whole day, the four-hour attack of the traitors on our capital where they murdered people that, and mutilated others, that's, uh, let's, don't worry about that because it's, it must not be true. Because Mike Lee is having, uh, now is saying that something that he said pr- prior to this day was true he he's taking it all back oh my god who sent me that lou dobbs montage i'm looking for it i can't remember it was good though lou dobbs i just wanted to play this lou dobbs montage of lou dobbs it was the greatest hits of Lou Dobbs. Oh my God! Embarrassingly, just licking Trump's taint like there was no tomorrow. 
just lathering it and on and on and on. It's beyond, it's really beyond belief. And it was on, I think it was on The Daily Show. Wait, hold on. I'm going to try to find it very quickly. I wish I had something to play. What do I have to play while I'm trying to find this video? Because this video is good. I should, I mean, I didn't think of playing it, but now that I'm talking about it, it's time to play it. Let's see, what do I have? Oh, here's uh, some of the impeachment. <laughs> see this, those on the podcast, all of that yelling, that's clip. They're playing clips of the, of the riot next to uh, one of Trump's tweets that he tweeted simultaneously as this was going on. I'm asking everyone in the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful after all these hours. This is the tweet that the Republicans point to. He said remain peaceful. Well, it's four hours into the riot now, and um, people are already dead. So a little late. They finally convinced him to tweet something that isn't... uh, well, it's 99% abhorrent, but it, ha- it has the word peaceful in it. No violence. Remember, we, we are the party of law and order, <laughs> right? Remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are the party of law and order. Man, you're rich. I, not rich, literally. You're, uh, it's a metaphor. I know you're not rich, because what rich person pays off porn stars in installments? I mean, you may be rich now because you're a grifter, but you're not a billionaire. No violence. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. And then he finishes it up after um, a four-hour day. Well, this is four hours in. After violence upon violence, upon assault, upon vandalism, upon taking a dump in the Capitol and, and not in the bathroom, but on the floor and the curtains, rubbing it all over the place, cracking into, well, breaking into, De- into Nancy Pelosi's office, stealing things, Walking around, that guy, they showed the picture of the guy who was sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office. He's walking around with a taser gun. Well, that's what you do. Remember the last time you uh, you and I got together for the Women's March and you had a taser and I had zip ties and body armor? Please, these people. That, well, it comes from... The, the steps, everything is one step before. The, you're, it is America. You're, you're not seeing things. They have enabled this all along. From Marco Rubio, hey, we do that here all the time. Yeah, we encourage violence all the time. We lie, we pathologically lie all the time. We lie to your faces all the time. And then we venerate a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man all the time. 
And then, you know why we do it all the time? Because it doesn't matter. We do it all the time. We do something right one time. And then the Democrats, they can't get to the microphone fast enough to praise us as patriots. Can you believe it? (laughs) It's insane. That's why we get away with it. We get away with it all because we have such eager suckers. See, suckers are born every minute. Yes, Trump and Z's are living proof. But then you have the suckers on the Democratic Party side because they are so desperate for us, for the, us Republicans to, to act like they are a pro-small-D democracy party that they... They will overlook our our uh, the glaring flaws that show the world that we're nothing but greed-centered terrorists who have no interest in democracy. The Democrats really are like a battered spouse pining for an abuser. That's who they are. This is what I used to say about Obama all the time. He drove me insane. Because he, re- he, he was like a battered spouse, pining for an abuser. Please, please, meet me halfway. Please be uh, bipartisan. See, look, here, here's your policy. I'm giving it right back to you, and we're going to get it passed. But you're, now you're blocking it. Why? Why? Here, here, uh, uh, will, you, will you take this policy now? Look, I'm not, not just going to even, I'm going to take out everything democratic about it. I'm going to take out all the good parts, all the stuff that actually works, and I'm going to give you your shitty policy. I'm going to make it even shittier. And the American people, we're gonna, they're going to they're gonna just eat it up. They're going to say, it's, hey, that's the, the Democrats gave it to us, but... It'll be your policy. Don't you love it? And it's going to suck even more. So you can spend the next 20 years pretending that it's not your policy and whining about it. See, because one day, one day, when we're on the cusp of finally losing the republic once and for all because of all these enabling steps in between, one day, I swear... Maybe this day the, the Democrats wake up in the morning and they say, maybe today is the day the Republicans will finally be bipartisan. They'll see the light. If I praise them enough, maybe uh, if I tell them how good I, li- I, I think they are, they're good. You are good. You did something good there. You didn't, um, you didn't completely slit our throats. You only stabbed us... Um, uh, so many times we we can barely move, but it's okay. You didn't put the last nail in. You didn't you didn't pull lower the final boom on us. So good for you. I don't. Uh, anyway. So they're being uh, they're being patriots. Thank you, Trump says. Thank you. This isn't 10 minutes into the insurrection. This isn't just after his speech earlier that day. 
That's what our commander-in-chief saw happening. And that was his response. You'll notice one of the things he says to his mob, to these insurrectionists, rather than to stop or to leave, was to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what? Really? Exactly. For what? Thank you for shattering the windows and destroying property. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you for injuring more than 140 police officers. Yep. See, they hate America. They hate democracy. Thank They're hypocrites. In danger yep. All of our yep. lives and the lives of our mm-hmm. families. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. instead of thank you, Donald Trump on that day acted like our commander-in-chief. <laughs> now there's a laugh. Only he could and told those people to leave. Well, here's what former Governor Chris Christie, his very good friend, said after that tweet. Pretty simple. Um, the president um, caused this protest to occur. He's the only one who can make it stop. What the president said is not good enough. The president has to come out and, and tell his supporters to leave the Capitol grounds and to allow the Congress to do their business uh, really? peacefully. And anything sure, he'll do it. An abrogation of his responsibility. He's right. Chris Christie is right. We know how Donald Trump acts on Twitter and otherwise when he has a message to convey. Yep. So, you, of course, when he wants to say, stop the steal, he'll, he's very uh, prolific. When he wants to stop, well, when he says, liberate Michigan, liberate, he knows he doesn't, he doesn't get shy. All right. First of all, I just want to say hello. Oh, also, I want to say hello to Jim and for Earth and Resin Rebel. Thank you for your super chat. And I want to say Sin City. I got your donation. Thank you so much. That was very generous and uh, and sweet. So you write if you don't mind. I will read it. Sorry, Tara, I can't join Rockfin. What? I don't buy anything online. I won't put my bank cards or credit cards online. I have had my identity stolen twice. That sucks. I'm very sorry about that. And I heard when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. I thought, and then I got scared for myself. That must have been terrible. How, oh, God. I've had my identity stolen twice in the last 10 years and can't go through that again. I hope this helps you, but I can't join Rockfin. That's a, I understand. Trump being gone was the best birthday present I've ever gotten for my birthday on 12, on 121. Happy birthday. Thanks for the shows. Take care and stay safe. Tell all the kitties hi for Tuda and Pooft. Love them. Thanks for Tom Hartman. I love him. Thank you. Good man. 
Thank you so much, Sin City. I appreciate you going out of your way and sending a donation, sending it the old-fashioned way. That means a lot. And it means a lot to see you on the chat, and thank you for sharing, and thank you for being a part of the Tarabuster family and our community as it keeps going and growing, and your donation will keep it going and growing. All right, let me, let me play this because I was threatening it. Here it is. I think Lee in New York City sent me this, but I couldn't find the email. This was on The Daily Show. They put together a montage of the of Lou Dobbs doing his best North Korea. A true leader, in my opinion, what I happen to believe will be regarded as one of this country's greatest presidents, indeed, our greatest. This is a man who multitask. He is smart. He is filled with energy. Nobody's a close second. He comes from a pretty good uh, gene pool. Have you ever wow. seen a man as... Strong. I'm gonna say, I was going to say tough, but strong. He's already set a standard for presidents that most uh, mortals won't be able to uh, Most mortals. Meet. You're also one of the most loved and respected. I would say that also. In history. The great Lou Dobbs. He said, Trump is the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. And then I said, he's the greatest president ever. Lou Dobbs, he said, he's the greatest of them all. I said, does that include Washington and Lincoln? And he said, yes. Now, I don't know if he was for real. Thank you, Mr. President. And yes, I was for real. I think wow. he was doing God's work. God sent this president. And I'll tell you, the evidence is accumulating mightily. How would you grade President Trump's leadership? Superb, great, or very good? <laughs> you are, uh, if I may say, uh, everything is advertised wow. as you ran for president. This White House is energized. There's sunshine beaming throughout the place and on almost every face. It will be century after century of veneration for this president. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But he's done a really good job. Well, he's pretty close to perfect, Sean. We end almost, uh, <laughs> you know, every evening, it seems, saying, you know, thank you, President Trump. Have a great weekend. Wow. The president makes such a thing possible for us all. Holy shit. Holy, holy fuck. Holy, unbelievable. Have a great weekend. The president makes such a thing possible for us all. Are these people, are they human? Uh, is this America? Yeah, this is America. This is scary. And if you're on any, if you're listening from other countries, help, help, help us. This is sick. That's why the Republican cult is a cancer that needs to be needs to be legally and peacefully smashed and sent to history's trash pile because they are destroying this country. Yeah, this is this America? Is this America? Lou Dobbs? This North Korea, it's right out of North Korea from the same people who of course the hypocrites how we, this is why I can't stand them, besides everything else. But my entire like, life, we've had to endure their whining and their complaining about Democrats, especially during the Obama years, 
uh, that we were supposedly worshiping Obama, which is was nothing of the case. There was nothing. It, it was completely bullshit. Something made up. They pulled it out of their ass that we worshiped Obama. I remember hearing. Of course, we we have the um, John McCain ad he's the biggest celebrity in the world but they always they did they talked about it on fox news all the time how the uh and then they would put together a montage of people at obama speak you know when obama was speaking because he was a good he not like trump though because trump is a horrible speaker he's just um a shit show he's a horror show a train wreck and i uh, i have i don't know why people this is the other thing that drives me that makes me sad uh that makes it well because when i look at the trump anzies in a when they had the trump rallies and they were all standing there as the narcissistic supply of this con man and i would wonder why what is the appeal it's not entertaining it's stupid. You're, he's an old cracker listing off a bunch of grievances. And what is entertaining about this? You're, you're, you're nothing but he's, he's, he's sucking your energy. That's it. But that's what they would say about Obama, that, that normal people would listen to Obama's speeches and, they, and it was a cult. Do you remember that? And then they would have, they would do a, um, they would put together a, a piece where Obama would speak and then they'd cut to somebody who was like looking at him with, with uh, adoration in their eyes. Meanwhile, here in reality, you see, we never worshipped Obama. We appreciated Obama. We recognized that he had a, he was a great public speaker. Nobody denies that. He's got a, some people have that gift. Trump couldn't hold a candle to him. And that is really Trump's big problem because he knows just like these, all of these, I mean, Trump is the epitome of white privilege. That's why he hates Obama so much and wants to erase Obama's legacy and existence because he can't hold a fucking candle to Obama. He never could. And he knew it. Obama was a self-made person. Twitler had everything handed to him and bankrupted it six times over and had to be bailed out by his daddy again and again. He is the epitome of white privilege. Oh, God, what a... He's a cancer. So he understood, he knew deep down in his whatever excuse for a heart that he has... He understood that. He knew that, that we knew. He knew that we knew what a fraud he is. So, but the, but the Republicans, what's so irritating just about sharing the same air with these people is if, the, if only they had a legitimate gripe. You know what I mean? What's your gripe, mother effers? You pull it out of your ass. You, what you're really complaining about is yourself. Now, if you can only get the help you actually need, you, get, you would understand this. You're projecting 
You're projecting your failings onto us. You're the ones. You're the cult. You're the ones who ha- who are, are, are in a, well, you're in a greed-centered death cult. We're, we're the ones who are, yeah, we like Obama, but we're not in a cult. Uh, when, I mean, of course I voted for Obama. I liked Obama. I had a lot of high hopes for Obama, but he wasn't a progressive. In my opinion, he did some progressive things, but for my I for my forever for frustration, he was he he too he was constantly reaching across the aisle, bending over backwards to be Republican, to you know, we know. We talk about it on the show. So whereas Twitler, he doesn't even have any policies. He never did. His policies were him. Ridiculous. And that's why it's so annoying sharing the same air with these Republicans. And it's another example why they need to be legally and peacefully crushed and sent into history's trash pile. And we shouldn't. How dare any Democrat stand there and praise them as patriots? Come on. Look at them. Look at them. All of it. Lou Dobbs. It's them. Every single one of them. They're complicit in this scam. So stop, you know, good. You could tell, you could say, great, good job. Thank you, Mike Pence, for not completely sliding that knife across our throats. Great. That's all you had to say. Thank you. You don't have to go on and on and on about what a great patriot he is. He's not, because he's not. Jesus Christ. But that's what I mean about Republicans. So we're not, we're all supposed to forget now. Remember how Republicans used to go on and on and on about the Obama cult and Obama cult of personality? Oh, and then, oh, even when Ted Cruz, well, remember, even when... they were criticizing Trump in the beginning before Trump completely uh, absorbed them like the Borg. Ted Cruz, he, he was after Twitler insulted Ted Cruz's wife and called her ugly. And Ted Cruz gave a statement here. I think I have it actually. I'm going to do something I haven't done for the entire campaign. For those of y'all who have traveled with me all across the country, I'm going to tell you what I really think of Donald Trump. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. And in a pattern that I think is straight out of a psychology textbook, His response is to accuse everybody else of lying. He accuses everybody on that debate stage of lying. And it's simply a mindless yell. Whatever he does, he accuses everyone else of doing. The man cannot... That is the Republican way. ...with being a narcissist. A narcissist at a level I don't think this country's ever seen. Donald Trump is such a narcissist that Barack Obama looks at him and goes, dude, what's your problem? How dare you? See, Donald Trump is such a narcissist that Barack Obama 
looks at him and says, dude, what's your problem? You see, and they have to throw that in. In Republican minds, Obama's a narcissist because he doesn't know his place. You see? He's someone who's got darker pigment. How dare he not be, oh, yes, master, yes, sir. Right? Not, how dare he not know his, his place in the hierarchy? So if he doesn't walk around with his head down and, yes, what can I do for you, sir? Then he's a narcissist because he has, he knows he's not an idiot. If you See, if you're somebody with darker pigment and you, you're not uh, properly respectful, to the likes of Ted Cruz, or you just walk around like a, a a normal person with your head up. You have somewhat self-confidence. You're not, you know, your capabilities. Not like Trump, you see. He's just a, well, a con man who doesn't know his, he thinks. I mean, really, his reach, um, what is that word? Or what's that saying? His reach is, exceeds his grasp. He's... He sucks. My point, they just like yeah. his personality. There's no question Barack Obama is a rock star. The Obama campaign seems dangerously close to becoming a cult of personality. This is from 2009. Sir. Well, I, I'm not going to be able to... You see? Some uh, right winger made this. Name anything he's accomplished as a congressman. No, I'm not going to be able to do that tonight. Oh, there we are, all in a cult, because we were at a Obama rally. Obama philia, Obama mania, cult like, just like Mussolini. See. Yeah, that's it. They really nail it. Obama mania back. Oh, just like Chairman Mao. Of course. Do we have somebody who fainted? Some believe it's staged. Have somebody who fainted. And now I remember that they were fainting from the heat. Not because of Obama's cult of personality. But that doesn't matter. Republicans are filthy liars. We have somebody who may have fainted. Yeah, because it was hot. Okay, what's the point? Let's keep going. Oh, it's a cult. See, look. But it, we're going to kill ourselves. Who was it that talked about Obama not just using drugs, as he admitted in his book, but maybe even selling them and dealing them? It- <laughs> Of course, Merce Limbaugh saying that, the guy who drove himself deaf with OxyContin that he sent his housekeeper out to buy. Was Shaheen, Clinton's co-chair in New Hampshire. Oh, he doesn't know his place. I see. Everybody, oh, it's creepy, I see. Oh, look, he's a Muslim, too. Wow. People are 
dancing at the rallies. Oh, we should be very scared. Oh, my God. See how they do that? Obama. And then, oh, my God. It's Chairman Mao. Who aren't going to have the guts to be critical of Obama on the serious things he deserves to be criticized for. Is that guy dead yet? He's been, hasn't he been dying for, like, the last 25 years? It's so... There's... Uh. Oh, be careful, though, see? It's like the Beatles. Name your Obama accomplishment. He gave a great speech to not go to war. Giving a speech is not an accomplishment. <laughs> Tina. Pass. You pass. Oh, <laughs> see, he hasn't done anything passed. good. He's nobody. Does anyone have an accomplishment? Okay, so some of you got one. Name one. He's the only African-American senator in the Senate. So because of his color, that's what you call it? It's an accomplishment because there aren't any other African-American minorities. Oh, he's really not an accomplished person. You say to be someone with darker pigment to uh, get elected in this racist-ass country. Oh, yes, that's nothing. Oh, my God. Whatever. Any one specific accomplishment. His supporters go wild, cheering, some crying, some shouting, I love you. Can you name one? No? She's just feeling a little faint. He doesn't want to be called a liberal. He doesn't want his middle name to be used. I'm trying to bamboozle you. Hoodwink you. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozle. Oh, God. Yeah. That's us. We were in a cult of personality. It was just a cult. In my opinion, what I happen to believe will be regarded as one of this country's greatest presidents, indeed, our greatest. This is a man who multitasks. He is smart. He is filled with energy. Nobody's a close second. He comes from a pretty good uh, gene pool. Have you ever seen Why a man don't you fillet him? Strong, I'm gonna say, I was going to say tell Already. Strong. Do it. He's already set a standard for presidents that most uh, mortals won't be able to most uh, mortals. meet. You're also one of the most loved and respected. Most I would say that also. Yes. In most history. Loved. The great Lou In Dobbs. history. She said Trump is the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. All right, that's enough. <laughs> you get the point. That's what's so tedious about them, that we had to endure all of that, all of the criticism, all the faux criticism of for that they fomented out of nothing, out of the air. See, all you got to say in that video, oh, somebody faint over here. And know that they're full of shit because they weren't fainting because, oh, Obama. Not like the propaganda videos that the Republicans play, though, right? Like that Lincoln Park video that is straight out of any Nazi. It's right out of 1984. And the Lincoln Park, the band, Lincoln Park, told them to stop using it. Wait, where is it? I have it. So unbelievable. I have another thing I want to talk about. Sons of bastards. I just hate them all, you know? You know what I mean? You ever just hate something? 
really bad. Matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. Yeah, nothing creepy about this. Especially after the band told them to cease and desist, long, but you know. A small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government. Yeah. While well, you people- notice, first of all, this is uh, this is a propaganda video out uh, right out of the Nuremberg rallies. That's for sure. Well, we will break it down. Have borne the cost. Um, first of all, it's uh, Jewish, right? Chuck Schumer. Oh, he's confused. Then you have a bunch of uh, cuts to Nancy Pelosi, flanked by two Jews. And, of course, Chuck Schumer is wearing this uh, that scarf that looks very foreign and very Jewish and very uh, dark, had like people with darker pigment. It's African, right? Very, very. It's not America. It's not a Trump flag. I mean, it's not running anybody off the road or anything or taking a shit in the halls of the Capitol or breaking windows or, well, smoking pot in the Capitol, too, and uh, just leaving your shit all over the place. It's not banging through doors and screaming, Nancy, like you're in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. The cost. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there's a soldier, someone who gave their life for the country. Unlike Trump, who would never come close to, he, he couldn't give, uh, a, he, he couldn't pull a hair for the country, much less put himself in danger of losing his precious life. Right? Because when it was his turn, he got out of it. But it it doesn't matter to these filthy fascists, does it? People have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our... Oh, into the fissures of disunity. That all changes starting right here and right now. With a con man. Unfucked in real. 
effing real with that face right out of 1984. It is a study in fascist propaganda, that video. In fact, here's, uh, here's from the Just Security blog. They break down the, they break it down. So on January 6th, Trump supporters, this is Jason Stanley wrote this article. Trump supporter gathered at the rally at the eclipse, blah, 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 to whatever, you know, the end of the story, the, um, the attack on the Capitol. So before decoding what the video presents, it's important to take a step back and discuss the structure of fascist ideology and how it can mobilize its most strident supporters to take violent actions. Increasingly, central to Trumpism is the QAnon conspiracy, which, as many commenters have now pointed out, closely resembles Nazi anti-Semitic myth. QAnon is just the most obvious manifestation of the increasing parallels between Trumpism and Hitler's framework itself. Indeed, several contemporary fascist and white supremacist movements find similar roots in the framework Hitler developed, even if, it, even if they did not culminate in such extreme actions as the Nazis. In Chapter 2 of Mein Kampf, Hitler's first and most famous book, it's it, it, it is entitled Years of Study and Suffering in Vienna. In it, he documents what he describes as a gradual realization that behind various institutions of power were the Jews. His enlightenment supposedly begins, his quote-unquote enlightenment, begins with the entertainment industry, where he remarks that, quote, the fact that nine-tenths of all, all literary filth artistic trash and theatrical idiocy can be set to the account of a people constituting hardly one-tenth of all the country's inhabitants could simply not be talked away. It was plain truth. I mean, this is from Mein Kampf, but it was Hitler writes when he recognized the Jew as the leader of social democracy. That the scales fell from his eyes. Hitler describes a growing sense found to the ideology that the book delineates, the ideology of Nazism, that Jews were controlling the apparatus of state. Okay, so in Nazi ideology, Jews are represented by an unholy alliance between Jewish capitalists and Jewish communists. The goal of the Jewish plot is to destroy national states, replacing them by world government run by Jews. The diabolical, it's so t old, right? Tedious, tedious. This diabolical Jewish plot, quote unquote, involves destroying the character of individual nations by flooding them with immigrants. This, this, this is the Republican ideology. Empowering minorities... Hitler described the German loss in World War I as part of this plan, this so-called stab in the back of the Nazi. I mean, this is what you saw in that video. The common person sacrificing, being stabbed in the back by Jewish politicians and politicians flanked by Jew Jewish politicians with Hollywood intercut, you know, with the 
old, same old Nazi tropes. Let's see. Uh, Hitler reveals his true attitude towards liberalism when he writes in Mein Kampf in characteristic sexist terms. Like the woman whose psychic state is determined less by grounds of abstract reason than by an identifiable emotional longing for a force which will complement her nature. Right? Everybody knows their place. This is the way nature wants it. White men at the top. And women, if you're, you want to be in the hierarchy, you want to be in the inner circle, you better be a bigger misogynist than the male at the top. You better be somebody who props up that, that hierarchy. That's, but that's not, it's not us. It's nature. <sighs> So this is Hitler who says, uh, who would consequently rather bow to a strong man than dominate a weakling, likewise the masses, love a commander more than a petitioner. Fascism is a patriarchal cult of the leader who promises national restoration in the face of supposed humiliation by a treacherous and power-hungry global elite. That is the Trump brand and who have encouraged minorities to destabilize the social order black lives matter anybody as part of their and antifa of course as part of their plan to dominate the true nation the maga maga you know maga the maga million march million mag million maggot march but yes and fold them into a global world government and that's what we hear with the Trump Anzies. Globalism, globalism. Glo- it's the same old Nazi ideology. It is Nazism rebranded as Trump as Trumpism. The fascist leader is the father of his nation. And of course, you think that's that's Trump. They love him. He's there. They don't even have a platform. The Republican Party doesn't even have a platform anymore. Their platform is Trump. It still is. They're still protecting him. The fascist leader is the father of his nation in a very real sense, like the father in a traditional patriarchal family. He mobilizes the masses by reminding them of what they supposedly have lost and who it is that, has, that is responsible for that loss. The figures who control democracy itself, the elite. Nazi ideology is a species of fascism in which the global elites are Jews. The future promised by the fascist leader is one in which there are plentiful blue-dollar jobs reflecting the manly ideals of hard work and strength. In Nazi propaganda, many white-collar jobs, the domain of Jews, running department stores, banking, were for the idol, and the fascist nation's heart and soul is the military. As Hitler writes... What the German people owe to the army can be briefly summed up in a simple word, everything. The fascist future is a kind of restoration of a glorious past, but a modern version replete 
with awesome technology that glorifies the nation to the world. Okay. Let's keep going. So, fascism uses propaganda as a way of mobilizing the population behind the leader. Fascist propaganda creates an awesome sense of loss, a desire for revenge against those responsible. In the face of supposed betrayal of the nation during World War I by Jewish, by so-called Jewish vipers, Hitler described the proper response to have been to place the leaders of the whole movement behind bars. Hitler writes, all the implements of the military should have been ruthlessly used for the extermination of, the, of this pestilence. All right. That's only for my uh, timing, that music. And while, I'm, uh, while I remember, remember the show is going to be on at after 8 on Saturday, just letting you know. We're still going. The show's not over. We're going to get through this video. I swear to God we are. Fascism is not an ideology consigned to Europe. Black American intellectuals from W.E.B. Du Bois to Toni Morrison have spoken of American fascism. America has a long history of anti-Semitism, similar to to Nazi anti-Semitism, central to the ideology not just of the Ku Klux Klan, but to Henry Ford's international Jew. In its American version, communist Jews supposedly use black liberation movements, control of Hollywood, and labor unions to destroy the nation in the service of the global elite. This is what we're dealing with, guys. We are, we, normal people, progressives, Democrats, liberals, normal people, we're up against, yet again, another fascist movement. So we have to know our enemy. I mean, we know it. But this is why the Democrats need to stop coddling the, the, the fascist movement. That is the Republican Party. The, the fact that they're sitting in the impeachment trial, Josh Harley sitting there with his feet up, He's a fascist. He doesn't give a shit. We better watch him. Because he's got eyes on the Oval Office himself. And he is a fascist. They, they're they not moved. I mean, they're trying. To, we, we, we assume that they are human. But they're going to go through this trial. And they're going to vote to acquit the fascist, we better be fully prepared and fully aware of what we're up against. And I am not kidding. This, is, this will be the end of the American Republic if they ever get their greedy, filthy hands in, uh, in power. If they get the Oval Office back, if they become... Uh, if they win the Senate, if they win the House, they will destroy this democracy. They're doing it now. Democrats shouldn't help them by giving cover. It's, I don't know, am I wrong? It drives me insane. 
when I hear Democrats, when, when they go out of their way to praise the Republicans. No. You brought us here, Republicans. You did this to us. You gave us this fascist. So let's just go into the video a little bit. That's why I have it up here. Let's go back. The movie, the movie shown at the eclipse. I mean, at the ellipse. The history, both European and American, illuminates the dangers we face today, laid bare in this video. In it, Trump is repeatedly represented as the nation's father figure. It's laced through with images of masculinity and mournful loss at the hands of traitors, clearly justifying a violent restoration. Right? The video begins with Trump's eyes in shadow. As we... Ugh, God. How sick of these people! That's a con man! You dumbasses! That's a con man. Now he's selling fascism. But he's always been a fascist. Just like he sold you Trump Network vitamins, non-FDA approved vitamins. And he'd sell you, uh, he'd sell you sugar pills. He'd sell, sell you shit pills if he could. He doesn't care. He'd have you eating dirt. If he can make a buck off of it. He doesn't care. And that's who the Republicans are enabling. Never forget, they are enabling him. They're enabling, I mean, they haven't learned a goddamn thing. That's why the Democrats had to take them through the play-by-play again and again to remind them. They went through that experience. It doesn't matter, though. Yeah, remember when a violent mob attacked the Capitol? Remember how close you came to being assassinated? Remember? Remember how close we all came? Well, we, thanks to the Capitol Police, we, we got away. But the Capitol Police were in battle, within a medieval battle with these goddamn fascists for over four hours. And the next time, it's going to get worse because they will bring guns. And that's another thing that they showed well, they did have guns. Some of the guns were confiscated before the the so-called rally. And then, so, of course, they left bombs that did, failed to go off because lucky us that Republicans suck. But that's the way the Republicans are, you see. We are lucky this time that we had a, this fascist squatting in the White House. We're lucky that his evil was matched only by his ineptitude. Because the next fascist won't be as, um, as inept. So the video begins with Trump's eyes in shadow, and its second frame focuses the audience on the Capitol building, America's Reichstag, literally, where the decisions being denounced at the rally by the rally's organizers were being made on that day. The third frame of the video is the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles. This image immediately directs the attention of the audience attuned to the fascist ideology of the supposed elite class of Jews 
according to this ideology, who control Hollywood. That's what they denounce. Hollywood liberals. This is it's the same old repackaged fascist nightmare that we thought our ancestors had overcome. You know, when they gave their lives fighting liberating Europe or helping to liberate Europe from fascism. What do you think they would do now? They're rolling over in their graves. Mm. The appearance of the Hollywood sign makes no other sense in the context of a short video about an election, right? The next two images of the UN General Assembly... And the, U- and the EU Parliament floor connect the supposed Jewish control of Hollywood and the world government. As we have seen, according to Nazi ideology, Jews seek to control the press and entertainment industry to destroy individual nations. The, the beginning of the video focuses our attention on the supposedly globalist, but underlying really Jewish threat. The next clip lingers on Joe Biden with a vacant stare in his eyes and the video footage slowed while Trump's inauguration speech plays for too long a small group in our nation's capital have reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. It's clear from this image of Joe Biden that he's not making the decisions. See? This reminds me of when I was in school. This is what we would do in communication school. Break down the, the messages, the reading between the lines. The video shifts to an image of Chuck Schumer reminding the viewer that prominent Jews are leading the Democratic Party. Schumer is wearing a kente cloth an image evocative of Ku Klux Klan ideology. Did I pronounce that correctly? I hope that Jews support black liberation movement as a way to undermine white rule and destroy the nation. Now that, that image of Chuck Schumer, there's they could have chosen any image of Chuck Schumer. There's a million of them without wearing that cloth. But that is a deliberate, uh, that's a deliberate choice to remind everybody of where supposedly Chuck Schumer's loyalties lie. The next frame shows Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi flanked by two Jewish congressmen, Representative Nadler, Nadler and Schiff. Pelosi, too, you see, is controlled by Jews. Who then are the small group, quote-unquote, are this small group in our nation's capital? The video suggests it's a group that controls Hollywood and the Democratic Party and seeks to use black liberation movements to undermine the nation and bring about world government. In Nazi ideology, as well in its, in, in its U.S. counterpart, the establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of this country. This is the same message that Hitler had, all right? 
That's why we're doing this. This is the exact same message. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Right? Stabbed in the back. Gunshots are fired and we're shown images of these citizens betrayed by the duplicitous establishment, mournful pictures of coffins, veterans, homeless camps, and a series of slides varying between nostalgic nostalgic images of white American families over dinner with uh, rural destitution, a worn-down home. See here, there's families eating, somebody stressed out trying to eat Trump. He's your daddy. All right. A worn down home flying a large American flag in an old pickup truck. At the end of these grim scenes of the results are the result of elite betrayal. Trump declares this all ends right here, right now. That son of a bitch. As the music surges, what follows a series of photographs taken during Trump's first term, the phase of the video begins with images of enormous naval ships. You know, because he built, he rebuilt the military. The iconic sport. Um, oh, yes. Then we see Trump sitting at, the, of course, a football game. Right? Where is it? Well, there he is. The iconic. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, the iconic sport of American masculinity. That's not a. That's not a mistake, right? That's a purposeful choice. Hence the particular danger, remember, of Colin Kaepernick, his challenge to white supremacy. It's followed by rally after rally with adorning masses cheering Trump. Everybody loves Trump, right? Look, oh, oh, we're, but not all white people, though. Here's, we found one black guy. So we have, of course, if you have darker pigment and you found yourself at the Trump rally, you better sign a release form because they're putting you on film. You will be um, featured in their next propaganda video. So it's followed by rally after rally with adorning masses, cheering Trump, the images of women overcome by emotion at the sight of the nation's father figure. And violent anger at his at, at at his political enemies are interspersed with heavy machinery and factories churning out new pickup trucks and fighter jets streaking across the sky. Because that's what Trump did. He made us great again. We were all it was uh, nothing but a bunch of Jews and uh, people with darker pigment like Obama. They betrayed us and Jews stabbing us in the back. Remember what a hellscape it was when Obama gave Trump uh, an economy on the rise? Remember that? 
left Trump after cleaning up after Republicans. So we have Trump striding across the screen, framed by powerful American imagery of the Lincoln Memorial. A black man and a white man are shown in brotherhood at a Trump rally. Trump is shown observing powerful rockets. Images evocative for those schooled in history of the Nazis' own obsession with this particular technology. After these scenes of Trump's glorious leadership, the restoration of the American rocket, technology dominance, the mood shifts. As we are shown, former Attorney General Barr. Right here we go. America's great again. Here's Bill Barr swearing in at what appears to be a deposition followed by a smirking Joe Biden treachery again. The Jews, the globalists have again entered the, entered the list. You see? Oh, we were doing great. America was great again. Everybody was great again. We knew our place. And then here comes the globalist. There's Joe Biden winking. See? Witch hunt. What follows is scene after scene, again, of immense loss, empty streets of great American cities, a forlorn white woman peering out of a window. Treachery. Empty trains, empty... Empty chairs at a school, a sign reading clothes. We see an image of the Supreme Court followed by what appears to be Black Lives Matter rally on a street emblazoned with defund the police. Because everything sucks again. Because of those globalists and Jews and people who don't know their place. Joe Biden appears in a forlorn photo in a gym. Where is that? There we go. See? All by himself. There's one guy. Social distance. Biden here is a petitioner, not a commander. The video switches back to a representation of the glorious Trump years. A rising stock market. Women loving him. Everybody great. Oh, the stocks. Oh, it's, a, it's like a rush, those stocks. And more fighter planes, a black man and a white man, you know, high-fiving with a Jesus save shirt, embracing in brotherhood. See, when you, everybody knows their place with the big white daddy who has pushed back on the Jews and the globalists and the elitists, then we can all get together. And and hug and because we're basically the messages of the beatings will continue until morale improves and then it's going to be great. It ends with the screen filling with a powerful image of Trump's face, showing steely resolve. The message of the video is clear: America's glory has been betrayed by treachery and division sown by politicians seeking to undermine and destroy the nation. To save the nation, one must restore Trump to rule. 
each of us can decide what moral responsibility Trump personally has for a video to rouse his supporters at a rally. How much of a role the White House or Trump himself played in deciding to show that video and sequencing it immediately after Giuliani's speech, we don't know. But it's worth noting that the New York Times recently reported that by early January, the rally would now effectively become a White House production. And with the eye, with his eye over media production, Trump micromanaged the details. The president, quote unquote, this is what this is a quote. The president discussed the speaking lineup as well as the music played, according to a person with direct knowledge to the conversations. For Mr. Trump, the rally was to be his percussion line in a symphony of subversion. That's a pretty good sentence. That's a pretty good written sentence. The symphony of subversion he was composing from the Oval Office. The worldwide, there have been many fascist movements. Not all fascist movements focus on a global Jewish conspiracy as the enemy, and not all of them were genocidal. Early on, Italian fascism was not anti-Semitic at its core, although it later turned that way. British fascism was not genocidal, though it also was never given an opportunity to be. It was snuffed out uh, pretty much when uh, the Brits went to war with fascism. The most influential fascist movement that takes a shadowy Jewish conspiracy as its central figure is German fascism, Nazism. Nazism did not start out in genocide. It began with militias and violent troops disrupting democracy. In its early years in power, in the 1930s, it was the socialists and communists who were targeted for the concentration camps, for torture, and for murder. But it must never be forgotten where Nazism culminated. So, that's why I wanted to talk about that video and remind everybody what we're up against. The, the American Republic is hanging by a thread, like every republic before it. It's really, a republic if we can keep it. Now, let's see. Tomorrow, I do have another. I will talk about it tomorrow. It's getting late. I'm trying to re- make the shows reasonable. And I want to, I don't know, give you something to talk about or think about. Because I wanted to, we want, maybe tomorrow we'll talk about the end. See, the end of the Roman Republic. Once Rome crossed the line into violence, it took Rome about over 300 years to do the Roman Republic to devolve into violence, where violence was a um, was introduced into the uh, political equation. But before that, they lasted hundreds of years, over 300 years, following the rules of the of a republic the norms and once they crossed the line into political violence there was no going back the the first political uh, the act of political violence was against Tiberius Gracchus who was a reformer an egalitarian reformer 
and it all and really that is where historians trace the decline of the Roman Republic. It's not when it's not Caesar. It's it, it started years, decades earlier. So uh, we'll talk about that. I think tomorrow. What do you think? We'll watch the impeachment again, and we'll talk about that. In the meantime, I want to thank you, Jim, for your super chat and for Earth and Resin Rebel and Sin City for sending your your donation. That's very generous and kind and thoughtful. And all the patrons, um, I want to thank you all for, I don't know, supporting the show, sticking it out. Helping the show keep going and helping the show keep growing, more importantly, keep growing. Thank you all. Anybody on Rockfin? The other day, oh, I saw, hello, Nicole. Thank you so much. There's Nicole on Rockfin. See, it's hard to watch all the, all the, the, what do you call it? All the the people chatting in the different programs and the different platforms. So people are on here. People are on Twitch. People are on Rockfin. Thank you so much, Nicole. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on Rockfin and tell your friends about the show. And who else is here? I want to say hello to Unapologetic Kami and Haiku and Boss for Life. And of course, Jim and Steve Grossman and Eve and White Rabbit and John, John Tyree. What did you say? Trump and his zombie followers will take over, not because they are right, but because they got off their asses and, and rally, not just sit around at home, circle jerking in chat rooms and radio shows. Hmm. Well, they started, though they do that too, but, uh, what else? Errol, Errol, I mean, thank you so much for hanging out. And of course, Haiku for thank you. And also for being the moderator in the chat room. Thank you, Paradu. Right. Can we hurry up and get to the pack the courts portion of the proceedings, please? Let's wrap up this trial. These Republicans are too stupid to take the opportunity to grow a pair. Let them sink. That sounds good. Thank you for everything, Terry Taylor and Luther. Thank you, Luther, for hanging out. Seeing if I see anybody new here besides Luther. Terry Taylor. Did I miss anybody? White Rabbit. I don't know. I don't want to miss people. I know... Because you're all you're all equally important. I love you all the same. And Eve. And Andrea. Hello, Andrea. And Sin City. And Richard W. And Ultra Magnus. Oh shit. 
Ultramago says, oh my God, Tara, be careful with the clips. YouTube is suspending left and right. That's true. I got to be very careful. I know. All right, guys, now you're making me scared. Guys, 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 let's get out of here before they catch up to us. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much, really. Thank you so much for keeping me sane, relatively sane. You make me want to keep going. It's difficult. I'm glad we have this community, really. Aren't you? If you want to hang out between shows, remember we have our Discord community. The link's in the chat. I, I, I mean, in the description on YouTube. And what else? Like the Tower Buster page on Facebook. Give the show a good review. Share the show with your friends. Become a patron. Thank you for your super chat. At and everything else guys guys remember what i say it's true we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy liberals are the real patriots that's the way it is and we will win we stick together we win i'll see you hopefully tomorrow night but very very soon that's that's what I call very soon. Have a good one.